Alright guys, what's up? I'm trying to study more about this topic in general, um, about ancient cultures and witchcraft. Now, I am not an authority on any of this stuff. Um, I'm not trying to entice people to practice witchcraft or saying that it's right or saying that it's wrong, but... I'm curious about it because I feel like the way that I understand it in a very naive and uneducated way is that it seems like a lot of cultures before the spread of Christianity, a lot of cultures, like, because I guess Judaism was already there before Christianity. Um, But, you know, in general, Judaism, Jewish culture, they're not trying to convert people to become Jewish because you're technically either born Jewish or you're not. And so I feel like throughout history, I mean, I, I'm i pretty sure like with wars and things in history, you know, people were like, oh, like, I think there was something biblical where they were like, you know, they took over like some kind of place and then circumcised all the males and like try to like make people like practice maybe like the religion or something I don't really know for sure like I I I might be mixing that up with something else but I need to study more into that too my mind lately is just so scattered um but I'm just interested in this topic because I've noticed kind of this overarching theme in multiple cultures how it's like you know a lot of cultures had a religion like In anthropology, a lot of times you learn about cultures that are maybe still practicing their ancestral religion or spiritual practices. Um, There aren't many that, there aren't really that many cultures or any that I've ever heard of. I don't know if there are any that don't have like an origin story of some kind. And so going from whatever their origin story is, you know, they believe that they sprouted from something or some being came from somewhere and created them or whatever like let's just assume you know I'm not saying assume the bible's wrong or whatever I'm just saying let's just assume all these cultures have these different origin stories of where they came from let's just assume that all of them came from wherever they said that they came from you know so I know some cultures believe oh there was like let's say, like, a turtle or, like, a volcano or, like, some kind of sprout of some kind that, like, like, started the earth or whatever it may be, or, like, some being came down from somewhere, some star did something, like, there's all these different stories. So let's assume that it was all of the above, that everybody's story was right in their own way, that whatever that culture is, they came from whatever their origin story tells them, right? And then that eventually ties into kind of, like, their beliefs about their original, like, religious beliefs and, like, whatever it is they're believing of what they're supposed to do, what's right and wrong for their culture, how they're supposed to behave and act, if there's a deity involved or multiple deities, like, what they were taught by those deities, 
and it just got passed on and passed on and passed on how to like including things like okay if someone's injured or if someone has some kind of ailment or some kind of pain or some kind of issue how do they how do they heal you know how do they heal from all that um how do they uh get out of the pain there's usually some kind of method either from some kind of shaman or if people call him a witch doctor i mean some of these names even are like in those cultures i mean they might not be calling their healers like witch doctors and things like but i've noticed you know from western eyes from the christian western perspective um and the cultures that come from the bible usually looking at those other like ancient beliefs people kind of are like oh it's witches oh it's demons um it's of the devil satan all this kind of stuff and i kind of get curious about okay i guess the main question i have is if it was working all these years for a lot of these different groups now i'm not saying that every group was peacefully practicing whatever it was that they were doing but there were a lot of groups that were practicing whatever they were practicing and it didn't seem like it was like making them harm their people or doing bad to their people it seemed like you know they were thriving for ages until other groups came with diseases and prejudices and things and just started wiping them out but they were doing well and then there are other groups that were practicing things that you can say is maybe questionable like all these sacrificial things and like things that just seemed like rule like without rules like I remember watching this one movie I think it was on Netflix I don't remember the name but it was some kind of tribe dark-skinned people not black but like brown-skinned people probably in the Amazon or somewhere in like North or South America, um, kind of indigenous group. I think their god was called Wagangi. I think it was called Wagangi or something like that. And they were saying, like, I guess, like, some missionaries came from, like, the Mormon faith or something and were telling them, like, don't kill or whatever. Like, Wagangi says don't kill or what? I don't know if it was, like, you know like some kind of protestant evangelical christian group or if it was like mormons but it's like okay they kind of learned you know that maybe like going around and killing so much was maybe not the most helpful method for their people because it was continuing all these wars and stuff so i can kind of understand that where it's like okay if you're teaching people that there's a message from a god that says you know don't kill or don't, you know, be so aggressive and all that, you know, and, like, make it so it's, like, this generation versus that generation, then the next generation, and all these, like, feuds for, like, all these different, um, like, just all these different feuds, um, for all these different generations, I can kind of see how that could be, like, okay, maybe, you know, these people might need a different message. I'm not saying that, like, Christianity per se is, like, 
the only thing or the best thing, but whatever it was that helped them come to some kind of peace with the tribes around them, maybe helped them in their future, maybe, I don't know. Um, Maybe it helped them become more vulnerable to outside, you know, uh, colonialists and those kind of groups that wanted to like take over their land and take over the people and kind of just exploit them and stuff. So maybe, maybe that was where that came from. I don't really know, but we all know, even in modern day, you know, if you look at say Iraq during September 11, um, you started hearing the term terrorist all the time. Terrorist. These people are terrorists. I'm not saying that Iraqis are terrorists. I'm just saying before that time, that term wasn't really used so much. And then if you look at like the indigenous cultures in, you know, our society, like before there were terms used like savages and things like that, you know, and like you hear certain terms, like when you watch certain movies about history and you hear how people talked about like indigenous groups, like it was usually like the Caucasian settlers that were interacting with these indigenous groups in North America, like savages were, were terms that were used often by a lot of people, like in Appalachia and different, different places, um, coming toward, from east and then coming towards west, that term was getting more and more popular. And so, you know, a lot of that prejudice comes from this idea that like the biblical religions are better in theory and should be pushed at all costs on all these other groups of people um but there's also this political backing behind it too because you see all these terms that are like terrorists and savages and witches and all this kind of stuff that's very It's not so accurate when you really look at it, right? Because nowadays you wouldn't look at someone who identifies as, like, a Native American or, like, indigenous group, whatever they may be, like, you know, uh, Crow, Blackfoot, Navajo, whatever. You wouldn't look at someone and be like, oh, they're savage. Like, that is inappropriate. People would be like, what are you saying? Like, what the, what's wrong with you? You know, but back then, that was okay to say. And so I kind of question if terms like witches and things like that, when someone's doing some kind of practice that's working for their people, where they're seeing results of either pain getting lifted or um, diseases getting lifted. Um, and if you look at the practices they're doing, like, if they're not, like, calling on any kind of, like, spirit that's, like, some dark thing where they're, like, you know, I don't know. Like, they're they're not, like, it seems like, I don't know where people get the knowledge or the power or the method to do it. Like, maybe they're not praying to God for that power or that ability but they notice that they have it and they're healing people with it, but there's not like evil intention behind it. That's where I'm kind of questioning is like, okay, 
where where did that become something that everybody's like don't do that um i know that in the bible it talks about different practices like that and not doing that kind of stuff and the reason why it's coming to my mind is because you know i once again recently came i've talked about it recently a little bit but i once again came across this um video by amish potato called witchcraft among the amish Brafa. I guess that's the name of it, Brafa. B-R-A-U-F-E. I've seen a, another spelling that's B-R-A-U-C-H-E um, or something like that. Um, so I don't know if it's Brafa or Broche. Um, it says live interview by the Amish Potato. And the guy they're interviewing, his name is Eldon Yoder. E-L-D-O-N Yoder. Y-O-D-E-R. And I don't know if this is the second interview or if they just reposted the video. It's not new. I've seen it before. But I was like, let me rewatch this. Because it was a while ago. I don't really remember it. Um, And I couldn't remember who posted it. But this last week I've been watching quite a bit of Amish content. And then this came up again. I think Eli Eli Yoder posted a video about um, how witchcraft gets practiced amongst the Amish. He posts a lot of short stuff. And so he mentioned that. And then I was like, wasn't there an older video that someone else posted? So while I was just re-watching other stuff, this one came up again because I went back to the Amish Potato guy's uh, channel, whose name is CJ. And I was like, okay... And when I start hearing them talk, I'm like, okay, like, hearing the story, like, I'm not saying, like, Amish or, like, everything's pure about them, but when you think about it, it's like, okay, of all the mainstream Christian groups, they're probably one of the more isolated groups. So, it's not like they're learning this in modern society. They're not, it's not like a new technique where they're, like, dabbling, like, in some kind of, like, Wiccan kind of thing or some like new type of thing like they probably learned this somewhere in Europe from their forefathers before they even fled and started coming to the United States um they probably learned this in their cultures um back in the day before you know Christianity somehow you know before um, their history of Christianity, because uh, they are pretty separate. They've been pretty separate, and then they moved, staying pretty separate for the most part. But it's not like maybe modern day Christians living in like L.A. or New York or whatever, where they're like they learn the Christianity first, and then they go and start like practicing all this other stuff. Um, so I'm kind of curious about how they learn it. Because it sounds like some of them seemed to have some kind of natural abilities. So I'm going to watch it. I'm going to rewatch this video. And then I'll talk more in detail about the details of what they were actually saying that they learned and practiced or whatever. But I know it's coming from an approach on their end that they're saying that what they did was not biblical. Um, 
Because like I said, they're not calling on the name of God for some kind of healing ability to like help. They're of their own ability know just naturally know how or learn how or use some kind of technique that's bringing pain out of people either physical sores or um this one guy's talking about his like colicky kid how he could like calm down the kid with like different things he could do or other people I think Eli Yoder talked very very briefly about how he was able to kind of like lift like some kind of like prairie dogs or some kind of like some kind of animal that like burrows like lift it like out of the ground or like manipulate them out of the ground or like lift with like the tip of the finger like lifting lifting like a whole human up like this kind of levitation kind of stuff um and I don't it's like when you think of it if it's like a kid doing this like where are they learning how to do this and I'm not saying that like there's no such thing as like power that there's no such thing as spirits that this stuff isn't like serious I'm not saying people need to practice it it's just like I'm questioning more like how would people like the Amish who don't even know like they're not even taught to deeply study the Bible in all honesty most of the Amish who leave the faith do state that they're not being taught to leave um they're not being taught to like leave the community you know um I mean sorry they're not being taught to like read the Bible they're not being taught to leave to read the Bible. They're kind of taught maybe don't study it too much. So if you think about it, if it's a group that's taught don't study the Bible too much, they're kind of doing these practices kind of naively doing them because it's not like they're deeply rooted in scripture where they're like, "Oh, I know we're in Timothy whatever." Like they're not saying I don't know where it talks about that exactly, but, you know, they're not saying, like, they know the Bible. Uh, They talk about this black prayer book that they have in the Amish faith that they read from that they did kind of use at some point. But I'm going to get back to that. Let me watch it, and then when I can record more, I'll be recording more about this. Um, But those are my four thoughts with just being, like, 14 15 minutes in it's about an hour 27 minutes total so I'm gonna go back and watch it and see if I have other comments on it I'm I'm here to comment on it bring up the questions I have I'm not trying to say is right I'm not trying to say go and learn how to do this I'm just kind of like curious about it because I was never really raised around witchcraft per se I was raised around people who have a lot of beliefs about other worldly things that they've witnessed and seen I've witnessed and seen things um, and I've been around environments where I could kind of sense that people weren't really knowledgeable about how to be like 
keeping in good community and health. Like, they focused a lot on, like, physical health, like eating habits and nutrition, which is something that a lot of Christian faiths aren't, like, too focused on. They're not focused on, like, work-life balance and, like, nutritional eating and, like, potential, like, vegan and vegetarian lifestyles. That's not really a mainstream Christian focus. They focused a lot on that stuff. But when it came to, like, communal kind of, like, social good practices, they weren't really seeming to kind of push that. They were more interested in, like, keeping the Sabbath, staying away, especially from pork and shellfish. And if you want to take it a step more, you know, not eating like not eating meat at all and then also with schooling maybe just going to Adventist schooling that was kind of more where they seemed to kind of focus they didn't really care about the unhealthy social aspect of things and so I'm more curious about that but I'm going to be delving into this during this upcoming weekend. I learned that some of the stuff I ordered isn't even going to come today on Friday. It's going to come Saturday. So I'm not even going to get to fix anything that I need to be fixing until at least Saturday night. So, um, And my back is still a little not fully healed. And so I'm I'm going to be kind of watching this stuff in the meantime to kind of see what I think about it. I'm just kind of questioning it. Because they're saying, okay, it's wrong because the Bible says these practices are wrong. But without the Bible, Jewish or Christian belief systems, or even uh, Islam, but that's kind of, it comes from like biblical culture, even though they have the Quran. But they do kind of have very similar beliefs around witchcraft and things. Um, I, you know, because there are a lot of religions, like African, African kind of traditions and, you know, voodoo and things like that. I'm just, you know, shamanism and different things. A lot of these, like almost every culture before Christianity, other than like Judaism, had some kind of witchcraft type practice. Um, I, from what I know, I don't know of many cultures that were practicing something that Christians wouldn't, like the mainstream Christian society now would be like, oh, keep practicing that. It's good. Don't try to become Christian. Just keep doing what you were doing. Um, that doesn't seem to be the way that the Christian faith views these things. The Christian faith seems to kind of view it as... Everything is wrong but Christianity. Um, I mean, every religion kind of thinks that about themselves. But I mean, I don't know. Well, let me get into the video. This is like a really lengthy intro, but that's kind of my thought process going into watching it. And then, let's see. I'm going to watch a little bit of that Eli Yoder one first because it's kind of newer. Then rewatch this one again. Alright, testing, testing. We got a working mic, guys. 
time to podcast. Um, alright. So I previously started recording on this topic of Braufe. Um, I had a lot of questions. Um, and gladly... A lot of those questions were kind of answered and had the same, you know, they kind of went through and answered those same questions that I had because I guess apparently a lot of people had the same types of comments that I had. So I'm not going to recap too much because I'm going to attach this segment onto the first segment that I recorded before I finished listening. So you should have all the details of the definitions of Braufe and all that I was listening to before coming into recording this in the first place and so I don't think I want to like rehash that over and over and over again uh like on my timeline it feels like I need to you know be more detailed but it's like for the people listening you literally just heard me say it so um all right so well, listening to this episode, I guess, I'll, and I'm going to post a few relevant, maybe two to three relevant types of episodes I'm going to I'm going to post um, about this kind of topic, uh, about Amish practicing witchcraft. So, um... We start listening to the video uh, where they talk about, you know, kind of what it is, this guy's experiences with it. I talked kind of generally about his early childhood experiences with it and how he kind of, through his life, uh, takes the, you know, takes the path of continuing to practice it and then someone kind of brings it to his attention like you know is this biblical is it of God why don't they really even talk about it in the Amish church but people are practicing it I think it was like an Amish person who was like just look into it you know uh because you know they're not and they're not um which to a lot of people's surprise you know the Amish don't like sit around studying the Bible all day and all night like you would think it's such a strict religion that that would be something that they would push. Uh, but unlike ultra-religious male Jews, they're not encouraged to study like that. They're encouraged to, you know, basically study and understand, but basically follow the, the traditions of their ancestors and, um, you know, follow the traditions of the church and the, what the leaders say, they're not really expected to uh, go that other route of the actual studies. So, you kind of come into this culture of, of people who, you know, they're trying to do good. Their whole, their whole thing is, you know, they want to get to heaven, you know? Um, and they're taught that the way to get to heaven is if you were born Amish, especially, you know, you need to stay Amish and follow the Amish teachings. And there's so many rules 
that you really wouldn't technically have time to really be studying Bible scriptures or any other kind of culture or any other kind of belief system or anything. You wouldn't be able to like study that in depth if you're a farmer working from sun up to sundown if you have like 13 kids as a mother you know one one lady in some other videos said something about having all these kids and or like one lady said that she grew up in a household with I don't know how many kids like some teens some number in the teens or something and at one point her mother had five kids in diapers you know it's like you'd basically just be changing diapers all day long and it's not like they're using like diapers pampers like the disposable like they're using the hand wash ones like how many diapers do you go through in a day like I don't even know how many diapers a kid uses in a day but let's say if it's even five or six just for five kids that's like 30 diapers a day that you've got to wash it's not like you're gonna leave them there forever like you gotta clean them and you know every single day on top of cleaning the house and taking care of the other kids and cooking and shopping and you know you've got animals to tend to and other types of arts and crafts and things to tend to and all kinds of stuff that you're trying to like tend to here um you've got a lot going on and so when are you even going to study the bible you know like not that there's no time, but, and, and they have church once every other week, and when you do go to church, they say it's like a two to three hour service, and the books are all in, like, they speak Pennsylvania Dutch, society around them all speaks English, a lot of them are bilingual, you know, they learn English, um, starting at near age five in, like, kindergarten and school and then they go to eighth grade in school so the education part of things you know they're not really I'm not saying they're not educated they're educated in in a different way they're not like maybe school tradition educated but they're educated in skills and you know labor and business and family and with the religious rules like they're educated in a different kind of societal way that suits their lifestyle but they're very educated in that, you know, and so they're very educated about, you know, how wide should your brim of your hat be, and if, you know, these other Amish have their brims like that, or maybe you have a straw hat, or maybe you have a hat made of this other material, maybe you can wear beanies in the winter, maybe, maybe, you know, the women wear a full head covering, or maybe they wear like a little cloth, um, like covering, or like, you know, they use different types of pins you know maybe they have um pins you know for their dresses like maybe the I don't know if they specify the length of the pins but like they're not the ones that are colored and they're not safety pins they're just like pins where you can like they can stick you and like there's all these things with your clothing of how many inches of this or that and like this has to overlap that and this part can't be showing and this and that it's like how long does it even take you to get up and get dressed and get all your kids dressed and do all this stuff like there's so much detail of other stuff that you're kind of like obsessively doing because the religion tells you you have to do all this to get to heaven they don't teach you necessarily you have to be following what the bible says and so take all that into account and then think about you know there's people doing all these practices 
around you and people think, you know, I've got this gift that's from God. Um, so I guess the first question of importance would be for society in general, when somebody has some kind of a gift and it's supposed to be from God, I guess the main first question is, how do you know if that gift is from God, right? Um, if that message is from God, if that thing that you're that you have an ability for even if it works how do you even know that it's from God that's kind of a question that's coming up uh in my head about all this it's like how do you even know that it's from God if you especially if you're not trained to think about oh this is like how do you discern if it's from God or not if you're not even like reading the Bible that much or well versed in it based on what the Bible actually says So how would you even know? How would you even know, right, in general? So they go into talking about some of those uh, details about, you know, that's kind of the framework that they're coming from, you know? It's like they don't have that kind of background in the Bible. When they do go to church, it's in some old-style German that they don't speak. The preachers preach in that language, And so they learn it through going to church, but it's not like they're speaking it on a regular basis. It's got some similarities to Pennsylvania Dutch, but it's like some ancient version of German where their books, their hymns, and their, you know, church service is all in this language. And so, you know, and, you know, they know that people are practicing this. Um, outside of the church, but this guy, uh, Eldon, talking is kind of like, well, why don't they talk about it in church? And I think he mentioned that he did ask one of the religious leaders, you know, like, why aren't they bringing this up in church? Because clearly people are practicing it. And they're like, yeah, it would cause too much division. So we just don't want to bring it up. So it's kind of maybe that's kind that to me sounds like a politics kind of reason. It's like, uh, eh, it's too too much debate around this. We don't want people like debating and like we don't want like for the church to like split because now there's people who practice brothel and there's others who were like we shouldn't do this. But there were some people that were like stay away from this. And then he originally thought this is a gift from God. But he was taught, you know, study it, look for information about it you know, and, you know, find if it really is from God. Now, I can't say that some something that somebody's doing is evil, like, but if you look at maybe what he was saying, I'm not saying he was evil or anything, I'm just saying, if you look at his life and the changes, so the first question I had was, uh, if you remember originally, how does this stuff, like, if it works, right, like, the elven doctor, or whatever the guy whose name was, who he, who the family took him to as a kid for canker sores, the thing that he did with the, with the, with the, with the knife, and the sun, and all that, healed the canker sores over a couple days, um, he was able to, Elvin was able to take out 
headache pain, colic kind of pain, and like the crying of babies, uh, and kids were being brought to him. Uh, they were able to kind of manipulate moles. I think somebody mentioned this, like manipulating moles from under the ground, like levitating people that were like some old person or something or some man or something or moving furniture across the room and all this kind of stuff um they were able to do these things and you think about you're like you know none of this seems harmful it seems helpful some of the stuff seems like okay we're just playing around with like things like yeah moving it's not like you're cleaning and moving furniture for your mother and she's sweeping and you're like moving chairs and tables with your mind or whatever you're doing like you're kind of playing with it or like manipulating moles it's not like you're doing it for like the farm like the good of the farm or whatever so that they don't eat the roots of the plants or whatever like you're just doing it because you know that you know how to do it so you're kind of playing with this ability you know so you know it's kind of like what's wrong with that it doesn't seem on the surface like it's harming anything right it doesn't seem like it's harming so Alright, so, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like, you know, in their case, like, they're using witchcraft against other people to, like, make their lives worse or something, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's like, on the surface, it seems like they have good intentions, and especially if they're using it for, like, the healing properties, it's like, okay, I could see how someone could easily think that this is, that, you know, I, I even question, you know, is it? is it right or wrong like if i came across someone who was from a religion where they seem like they have good intentions they seem like they have this natural ability it doesn't sound like somebody like possessed them like they basically started being able to like do all these kinds of things um and it helped a lot of people in the community right so it's you know it's hard for me to look at it on the surface and be like this is evil this is wrong people shouldn't do this um but it's like okay look at the results of all the people he helped but then he mentioned how he had problems in his life that weren't necessarily decreasing like his extreme stuttering, his extreme social anxiety. I don't know if they labeled it as social anxiety, but he had some extreme kind of issues like where where if he was around people he didn't know. He also mentioned something that I found interesting how um they kind of like I kind of learned about this from listening to a lot of people from other communities talk. So I don't know which communities of Amish actually do this, but Um, It sounds like there are at least some communities where the way that they choose the preachers for the, um, for the, for the community is this kind of method of like lots or like drawing straws or something, or I've heard some people say something about like turning to a certain book page or in the, in one of the books that they use in the church or something something I don't I don't remember exactly the details of what that was but you know it's like he says it was always the person next to him who got chosen and they were like this is at a time when he was still stuttering really bad he stuttered so bad that it was like it wouldn't make sense for him to be like a public speaker 
And they were like, why? He said four times they put him in the position, not to be a preacher, but in the position to be drawn for lots to have the position as a preacher. So it's like, why would that even happen? Um, Who's choosing him? You know what I mean? Like, what's that all about? Um, Because I don't think that part is chosen by lots. So somebody was like nominating him, I guess, or something along. I don't know what what you would call it, but it's like it sounds like there's some kind of nomination process, and somebody kept putting him in the in the bidding. Um, but there's just a lot that 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 leaves you know questions. You know, it's very confusing, and it's very controversial. And I'm not even gonna. I mean, I know the conclusion they came to was that it was wrong look how his life changed when he started using the name of Jesus and, you know, praying and using prayer in the name of Jesus to help people to overcome other kinds of issues. It seems like they were really focused on, like, pornography and stuff like that, but I I don't really know. Like, I'm, you know, I'm just here to learn like a lot of us are. I like controversial topics. I'm not trying to tell people if they practice something that I know that you're doing it wrong. I was taught that that kind of thing is maybe questionable. I don't know if I've known anybody who can do like healings and stuff like that, like to that level where it's like predictable, you know? And then I guess when he was praying in the name of Jesus, he was around people at times who were doing like water witching and other kinds of, uh, different types of taking out pain using Vrafa and other kinds of witchcraft type of topics, they were able to do that. And, you know, um, when he would pray in Jesus name, he said, you know, that was the first, those people had experienced their first time of whatever that skill was not working. Um, not working when they're trying to teach someone how to do it or not working when they're trying to like heal some other person because he used the name of Jesus and he even mentions you know for people who are studying this type of stuff or like being around it like be careful to open up a door to it even learning wise because um you basically um are gonna possibly have like some kind of you might get something attached to you now I don't really know much about demons and things attaching to people this is something new that somebody brought to my attention where I was saying you know I kind of wake up sometimes at like 3 a.m and like this was happening for some time and then it stopped happening and then it started happening again when I mentioned it to somebody and there's someone who's kind of like in a religious space they're not a religious leader but they're a teacher of some sort and connected to like the catholic religion and this person kind of was like you know do you think that you know the that that situation you were in with the house that you lived in with that lady that was like all popping off all the time and stuff that seemed like she was hearing voices or speaking to something that who knows if it was like some demonic thing or whatever I have no idea it's hard to tell the difference between something like schizophrenia or symptoms of psychosis or some kind of drug-induced thing 
Like, I was not that involved in her life to say, was it a psychiatric thing? Was it a spiritual thing? Is there any way to really tell the difference? Maybe she, I don't know, maybe she was having flashbacks. I don't really know what the difference is, but, you know, someone brought that to my attention. You know, do you think that that is attached to you? And therefore, you know, you're always waking up and your mind is kind of very, you know, it's a vulnerable time, you know, like you've been sleeping, but no one else is technically usually supposed to be awake. And then you wake up and you've still got hours before anyone else is going to be awake and hours before you go to sleep. And I've always had problems with sleep, always, ever since I was a kid, I've always had problems with sleep. And I've always noticed that... Like, I don't, I don't think anything ever even happened to me in my sleep, but I always noticed, you know, if I went to camp, I was the only one awake. If I went to a sleepover, I was always the only one awake. Whenever we had nap time in, like, preschool or whatever grade, like, little kids, you know, in those little daycares and stuff, like, I almost never fell asleep, you know, I always had trouble sleeping, Um, but I did learn as a kid, you know, when I would listen to like sermons at night or sleep with the Bible, like I would sleep with the Bible, maybe under my pillow and things like that. Like, it's not like somebody told me to do this. I just kind of noticed that, oh, when I do this, I don't have trouble sleeping as much. You know, I don't, you know, I don't have as much trouble with sleep. And so I don't know. It's like I can't say that like evil spirits don't attach themselves to people. I know that I've had people in my life that I would say have evil spirits. Um, it's led to some trauma in my life. And I that's my interpretation of why my sleep is all like messed up. Uh, like I'm saying, like no one's ever like messed with me in my sleep. It's never been anything like that. But it's like I think it contributes like whatever's happened in my past with these specific people you know, I've lived with them, they've been a part of my life, especially as a child, I wasn't able to, like, get away from them, and I noticed that there were certain things where it's, like, either if I was having any flashbacks about it or anything, flashbacks about all kinds of other random stuff, it was always, like, usually at those three o'clock in the morning time periods and all this other stuff that had to do with, like, poor sleep patterns, and so I don't really know. I'm I'm very interested in these types of topics because like I see it coming up in my life, in the life of others. I really don't understand it, but it's also something that's like pretty heavy to try to get into. And then I don't really know enough about it to like where I'm comfortable studying it on such a detailed, regular basis. But it's just interesting when you hear about religions that, you know, people romanticize, people really romanticize you know, the Amish, and when you hear about people romanticizing the Amish, um, and having all these things like that, you know, going on in their community, it's a little shocking, which is why I wanted to talk about it, because it's like, you wouldn't think the Amish would have some weird thing going on, um, because usually people assume, oh, they read the Bible so much, and they're trying to be so good, and their communities must be so pure, and like, I'm not saying they don't have good lifestyles, and good morals, and good values, and that there's not a lot to admire. I'm just saying like, nobody's perfect. Their community, according to a lot of people that leave, they leave because there's some toxic things going on. There's some cult like behaviors going on. And some of that stuff, you know, I think opens some doors to some kind of other, other entity to kind of get involved that, that's maybe not the best intention of an entity 
it creates these communities with all these like dark secrets and all these methods of control and manipulation i'm not against the amish i'm not saying that they're wrong or bad i'm just saying like i i can see that they're trying their best it seems like most of them if you live that lifestyle and you kind of have good intentions with it i think i think it's a good lifestyle there's a lot of it that's kind of questionable well like if somebody tells you don't study the bible but that's like the scripture of your faith it's like that's a weird kind of thing but most of the other stuff with like the community and all that other kind of stuff i find it to be like if like because there's no perfect humans but in theory if if their society were working out well all the time you know in theory it would be a good method of living but the thing is there's evil people in these types of things too just like there are in non-amish communities or other christian communities or other religious communities they're always the people that have really good pure intentions that want to have a good family want to have good community want to just like raise their kids and have like a good life and good memories and like a a nice experience and then there's those other people that have this like darkness surrounding them that just kind of like come in and like infiltrate and like I always had a friend, I had a friend that all, I loved how he said, infect, they're an infection. It's like they get in there and they just, it's like COVID, it freaking spreads all over the freaking place and you're just like, what is going on? And then you take a step back and you look and you're like, oh, I don't want to be a part of this. Like, I want this other kind of experience. I don't want all these like dark, icky things going on with all this weird stuff. Um... And when you're around people that have those kind of bad intentions and doing those bad things and people who don't properly reprimand evildoers and allow like people to abuse other people and that kind of stuff is allowed, it passes down from generations you know, to generations. It creates a lot of trauma. It creates a lot of problems with trust and safe spaces in the community. And then it just it becomes this whole other thing that it's not really meant to be. All these people, initially the goal is to create this society where people can live and try to follow these rules so that they can get to heaven. That doesn't sound like a bad goal, but it's like, well, if you have all these people that are like using other people just so that they can use other people and making all these rules and making other people's lives more miserable. Like there's this, this is the last thing I'm going to say, but like there was this uh, example where this one lady was saying, um, she couldn't I think she couldn't get baptized I don't remember what she did but I guess the church leaders had something against her in the Amish where she was doing something where she was like making you know they kept telling her you know you can't get baptized which or you can't um get accepted back into the community because of like after she got I don't know shunned for something she had done I don't know what she did but like to get back in, you have to be, like, accepted, and then you have to be able to take communion, I think, and this isn't happening every week, and so you don't get that many opportunities, like, you, you kind of have to wait longer, and you're in the shunning longer if you don't get forgiven by the leaders and other people in the community, and there were a couple leaders that kept picking on her, saying, like, oh, like, your bonnet isn't good enough, or, like, something like that, like, your bonnet isn't good enough, you know, meanwhile, like, and she would remake them and like she, these people know how to make their own stuff. They've been making these things for all their, all these generations. She made them for all these 
all these other people in her family, probably if she had kids, she actually, I think she made them for stores or sold the bonnets that she made. And they weren't picking on the other people who had bought her bonnets. They were picking on her bonnet saying it's not up to code. It's not good enough. So every time she went to go try to get forgiven to like get back into the church, she was never formally accepted back in. And that led to her leaving because it's like, if you have to wait every other week and you don't even have communion every other week, you have to basically wait to get forgiven and then be able to have the communion so that now that you're unshunned and have had communion, now you'll be able to be more official in the church. And if something happens, you can go to heaven. Um, but you wouldn't really be technically in that Amish community or able to go to heaven if you hadn't had that communion uh, and been like officially forgiven. Like those two things I think were requirements and they kept picking on her. And even though she was selling those bonnets to people and nobody was picking on the people buying the bonnets, the ones that she kept remaking to come back into church to get forgiven, there were people picking on her saying like, we're not going to forgive you because your bonnet's not up to code kind of thing. Even though she kept remaking them. And I don't know how many weeks or months this went on for. It sounded like a very ridiculous amount. But it's like that kind of stuff. It's like the politics. I'm not saying it's only the Amish. There's other groups that do that. But it's like you think, where does that come from? Like how is she able to sell bonnets that she makes and and they're up to code according to the society. But the ones that she's making for herself aren't up. They'll be like, oh, this string is like not good. Or like the stitching on this one little section is off. Or like, like how does that determine your salvation? And how the heck is someone else supposed to tell you? that you're not able to go to heaven because we said that the stitching wasn't right or something. It's like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, those don't even seem like the same topic, but it's like, you know, imagine if all your family, all your friends, everyone you knew was in this community and you're just like, okay, I'll play by the rules. And then they don't even let you do it. It's like, that's the kind of sickness type of stuff that I'm talking about. Like, there's something wrong with people who do that to each other. Like, you know, and then you see people leaving because of that experience. Like, that's not a good experience. Like, what are you supposed to do? You're basically being harassed, religiously harassed. It's like, what do you call that? You know, and that kind of politics and things. It's like, it's just sad. And I'm not trying to pick. I don't want this to sound like I'm picking on the Amish. This happens in all kinds of communities. Um, I want to bring to attention, you know, where people are labeling stuff as one thing and like, they never question it. They don't question the leaders. They don't question the actual like fairness of things. There's like a popularity contest. There's all these kind of things going on in a lot of spaces that are not, they don't make it a safe space. And I think it goes overlooked, looked for way too long. And I've seen it with my own eyes in the Adventist church. I'm not saying it's something that happens all the time, but you got to ask, you know, when the people leave, why do they leave? What, why were they leaving? Usually it's not like everything was fun and happy and they were having a great time. So they left. Usually there's something else. And so it's good to hear these people's stories. And that's why I like to talk about them. I'm not trying to be negative about Christianity or the Amish community or anything. I'm just trying to have conversations about this because I feel like a lot of people don't have conversations about it you know um and to me it's important 
So, I mean, I know you guys tune in and you listen to it. So to you guys, it's probably important too. So thanks for listening. I got to eat a late lunch. Um, Till next time.